This episode is brought to you by 2 Before Performance Nutrition. 2 Before is a natural sports performance supplement made from New Zealand blackcurrant berries. There's a growing body of evidence behind these berries for improving endurance and kickstarting recovery. With a sweet and tangy berry flavor, you can mix it in water, juice, sports drinks, and smoothies. For optimal results, drink daily 30 to 60 minutes before training. Use code INDIANA30 online at 2before.com for 30% off 20-pack products and free shipping. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Indiana Runner podcast. My name is Josh Puccinelli, and this is my portion of the podcast where I sit down with some of the best coaches and athletes from around the state, past and present. We discuss the highs and lows of their running or coaching journeys, the key insights they've gained along the way, and often dive into the bigger picture beyond the course of the track, the things that make them human, not just elite runners or coaches. The following is an interview with Scott Steppen. Scott is a Norwell and Butler graduate. He is the current head cross-country and track and field coach at Fort Wayne Concordia High School. During this interview, we cover Scott's start in the sport, the highs and lows of his time at Norwell and Butler, his journey into the coaching world, the transition from middle school coaching to high school, the transition from Norwell to Concordia, all the lessons he's learned along the way, what he believes about training and culture, coaching his son, and much more. Scott is passionate about building and maintaining a culture of family on his teams, where his athletes care about each other and are striving towards being the best team they can possibly be. Not focusing on the outcomes, but on the process. Thank you guys for listening to and supporting this podcast. As always, I hope you all enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Without further ado, I give you Scott Stephan. All right, Coach Stephan, welcome to the Indiana Runner podcast. How's it going? Uh, good, good. Thanks, Josh. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to be on here. Absolutely. How has the fall been? Um, how are you feeling about the season so far and, and things like that? It's kind of been a flash. Uh, you know, it, it just seems like we were up at cross country camp uh, the end of July and, and we're here, you know, here in the last couple of weeks of the season. Um, but I, mean, I, I think part of that probably is, um, the, you know, the season's been going well, um, you know, mostly injury free, but, you know, we do, you know, Cross country and running is hard, so we we've had a few little hiccups here and there, but uh, we've got most of the guys, most of the girls back, uh, ready to go. Exciting, yeah! I can't believe it's it's gone this fast. Like we're, I don't know. I felt like the season was not dragging on, but it felt like it's I don't know normal length. And then we hit sectional time. Like wow, now we're less than two weeks from state. It's a it's a pretty crazy time of year. Um, but we start off each episode, as you're familiar with, with what's called tier talk. Uh, so we rank our top three in a certain category. This one, kind of deep. Um, took a little old brain power. But yeah. what are your top three characteristics you look for in a friend? Uh, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? Nope, nope. You go ahead. I, I, I will stick to that trend that uh, you go first. So I, I like <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Uh, so my number three is honesty. I think in in two ways. One, that they are going to be honest with me about myself. Like if they um, see like shortcomings in me or I'm trending in a, a bad direction in some aspect of my life that they're willing to be honest about that um, and kind of, I don't know if confront me is the right word, but just someone who's kind of willing to sharpen me in that way. Um, and then also that they're honest, like about their own lives. Like I, I feel like, uh, 
I don't know. I feel like I'm a pretty open book. Like if you ask me any question, um, depending on the person, obviously, like in certain contexts, like I'll be willing to share. Um, but it makes it harder, obviously, if the other person isn't necessarily willing to share. So I feel like that kind of honesty, they're willing to open up about their lives. And it kind of goes into my number two, which is trustworthy. Um kind of kind of similar to that that last aspect of honesty it's not necessarily that like i am nervous they're gonna like share my deepest darkest secret with someone or something like that just that like i can trust that if i'm honest with them about the highs and lows of life that they uh, will receive it well that they have my best interests at heart that they care about me as a person so number two trustworthy number one is similar outlook on life um I feel like this kind of like you can have friends obviously that have um different outlooks on life and you, you can have um you know common bonds like whether you, you know, play sports together you enjoy different aspects of life that you do together um but I feel like a it's hard to have like a really tight friendship if you have very drastic uh d- drastically different views on life and so I feel like number one kind of the the bedrock of a of a deep, good friendship is a fairly similar outlook or view on life. So those are my top three, honesty, trustworthy, um, and similar outlook on life. Yeah, I, I, I love that. I, 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 and mine are going to sound uh, very similar to that, I, I think. Uh, but uh, my, my number three kind of, and I don't really have a term for it, but just more of a feeling that as I was thinking through this the last couple of days, um, it, someone that you could run into again, maybe you've not seen them for a month or six months or five years, and you just kind of you pick up where you left off. And, there, and, yeah. and yeah, it just it's just kind of, you know, I'm not sure that that's something I'm looking for, but that's something that I <laughs> would yeah, I think of of my good friends that that I've had from college and high school and 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 coaching and everything. It's just like, you know, time doesn't is not a, a part of that. It just you know we may not see each other for a while and and then we're together and it's just like old times. So, um, uh, number two, I called it integrity, but I had a couple little bullet points with that of trustworthiness and loyalty and honesty all kind of boiled into that one um key of of just you know being a genuine person and someone that that you know when you're talking to who you're talking to Mm. i I don't know if that makes any sense but uh it's kind of yeah as i was thinking about it is you know that that's really important um, and, and number one, very similar to your similar outlook, uh, is, is common interest, uh, like-mindedness. And, and as I, as I thought of that, it's, it's almost in different arenas, if you will, you know, you know, you know I've got, you know, those friends that, that, you know, are, we, we share a, a, a strong, you know, faith together, um, uh, you know, we've got, you know, sports and, you know, different coaches, you know, where I've got, you know, really good friends and, and, you know, you know, and then other hobbies or other things that you might do. Uh, so you kind of 
you know, agreeing with one of your points as far as, you know, you can have friends in, in these different categories. And, and, you know, I, I think, you know, for me right now, and maybe in the midst of cross country season, you know, a lot of mine is, is maybe, you know, around that coaching circle and, and the coaches that, that I am close with, and we share a lot of things uh, together. And, uh, we we have a, a group that gets together every now and then. We met last night, uh, just some other coaches in the Fort Wayne area, and and uh, we we had uh, a bite and and uh, a drink and and just kind of shared where we are in the season and and the ups and the downs that we all go through. Yeah, I really like that. I almost included your third one, um, or like the first one that you listed. The because like, like you said, you, you're not necessarily looking for that in a friend, that if you never see them for like five years, things pick up right back up. But I feel like that is, I don't know, a hallmark of, of a lasting friendship. Because um, like a lot of my closest friends, like we've gone through different phases, whether it be in high school or college, and now we're a little more spread out. Like when we get the chance to catch up, like things just, just like click again. Yeah. Um, so that, it, that's a really good one. And you'll probably, as you get, you know, get older, uh, you know, you'll have more and more of that where, you know, even, you know, from, from, you know, college friends or, or high school friends that, you know, move away or whatever. It's like, oh my, I've not seen you for 10 years, but you know, we just pick up where we were. So. Yeah. The, the things that you listed, have those always been things you've looked for in friendship and has it been intuitive, those things you're looking for? Are you pretty. I don't know. Like, do you just kind of know when a person is a good friend? I, I, I think as I've, as I've gotten older, um, and this is something that we actually talk about as a team a lot is, is, is maybe there was some intentionality to, to it more now than it may have used to be, uh, you know, when I was younger. Um, but you know, to be intentional about, you know, the people that you spend time with, because they they do influence you uh, one way or the other, and and so um, so yeah, I think that's yeah, probably something that that I've um, I'm I'm maybe more mindful of today than I would have been, you know, in in my younger days. For sure, that makes sense. Um, all right, so um, icebreaker number two is what's called car thoughts. The gist of it is. Those thoughts you have when you're driving alone in the car, on a run, shower, those times you're alone, basically. Yep. Um, my serious one, the one I've been thinking about for the past two weeks or so, uh, I've shared this thought on like a high level before on the podcast, but um, the idea is basically staying on the path. So I've been thinking a lot about it specifically with running over the past two weeks and so up until about a week ago, like I'd had the longest period of like uninterrupted training I've had in probably like two or three years and I was in getting in pretty good shape. Um, but on this past Monday, uh, went for uh, like a medium long run and after it, my knee was feeling like a little, or my outside of my calf was feeling a little sore. Didn't think much of it. Um, kept running the rest of the week and just like got worse and worse. Um, I feel like in the in the past it would have been like pretty devastating because I knew like it just because it was getting worse and worse I was gonna have to take a little bit of time off and 
like go see somebody about it, figure out what was going on. I feel like in the past I would have been like pretty devastated about it and would have just been like like throwing out my hands and like, well, I guess it was all for nothing or like I don't know, it's it's hard, obviously. Like I'm sure you've experienced this countless times with um your athletes and their injuries, but um it just can be devastating after you put in so much work to to get an injury. But I'm thinking a lot about like staying on the path and what that means for me with running is yes, I can't run at this point, but the quickest way to get back on the path of increasing my, my endurance and becoming the best runner I can be for, for the guys on the team to be able to push them and run with them is to attack my, my cross training, to attack my physical therapy uh, with as much like drive and vigor as I did with my running. Um, Obviously it's not the exact same and like biking and swimming don't bring the same benefit running specific benefit as running does, but you can get close ish. And so we're in the past. I would have thrown my hands up. Like I said, like I'm trying to stay on the path, try to get back on the path of increasing my endurance by attacking my physical therapy, attacking my cross training um, as much as I can. Mm-hmm. So that is, the serious thing i'll go ahead no i think that's great because you know i mean we we try to encourage that with our athletes and so it it wouldn't be honest or you know know, going back to that integrity uh if you weren't you know living that out for yourself so i think that's awesome yeah yeah for sure and it's been like like i said in the past hasn't been quite that mindset but been trying to to do that uh my not so serious thought and I don't know if this is like controversial or not. I feel like some people are really passionate about this thing. Um, but my less serious thought is if Halloween didn't have trick-or-treating, it would be a pretty strange holiday. <laughs> um, maybe this is going to alienate some people or they will be a little upset with me saying this, but I just, something is always felt weird about like the whole like spiders on the house kind of thing. I don't know. I just said I've never, never fully understood it. Um, I definitely see that the appeal of like trick or treating for kids and, and dressing up. I think that's a ton of fun, but the rest of it just always felt a little strange to me. Well, I'm, I'm not so sure that it hasn't taken over more decorations than like even at Christmas time with you can get skeleton, you know, like, 14 foot tall skeletons for your yard, <laughs> and you know these monster spiders like what are we doing here um, so yeah it, it's almost become more of a, an adult holiday i think than uh the, the little kids running around the neighborhood picking up candy i think you might be right <laughs> this episode is brought to you by olipop Olipop is a healthy and delicious alternative to soda. Available in 14 flavors, including cherry vanilla, cream soda, and my personal favorite, classic root beer, Olipop combines prebiotics, plant fiber, and botanical extracts to support your digestive health with less than 5 grams of sugar and 45 calories in each can. Indiana Runner podcast listeners can get 15% off at checkout with code IRPODCAST15. If you'd like to support the podcast and are looking for a healthy and delicious alternative to soda, check out Olipop today. What about you? What anything been on your mind recently? Yeah, well, I mean, other, um, you know, I, I, I work for myself, so you know that allows me to do the coaching. So 
uh, I get up early and, and work until it's practice time. And then I, I drive and I, I live about 45 minutes away from the school. So I, I've got a lot of uh, windshield time. And a lot of that is is you know cross country related is is you know what what we're doing that day and the messages that I want to give the kids and so forth. But uh, um, yeah, I, I think that um, you know sometimes it's easy um, to get focused on the things that aren't really important, or or or, or maybe said it a different way, things that you can't really control and. Mm -hmm. And that's a big thing that I preach, but sometimes I'm not sure that I, I'm, I'm living it myself. And so here over the last, I don't know, um, maybe the majority of the season, uh, you know, just really you know, trying to figure that out um, and, you know, figure life out in a way, but, but how, how can I do a better job of, of staying, you know, staying, you know, within those things that that I control and and not really worrying about the the things that kind of lead you astray, and and uh, and so you know that's that's something that I you know as I've listened to your other podcast, it's like how would I ever answer that question, and and so you know that's that's been a big part of I, I think those times where. Um, I'm deeper in thought of, you know, what things do I, that, that I have no control over that I have nothing to do with that, that upset me and, and, and get me, you know, in, in not a very healthy space or a good space. So that's good. Yeah. This isn't like the exact same thing, but I heard a, a pretty good thing on a podcast I was listening to yesterday. He's talking about how like oftentimes in the moment, the things that he's worrying about just seem to like completely consume him. And he started to like write down those those things that he's worried about and he'll like set them aside for a month, three months, six months. And he'll go back and look at them and see if he's like still worried about those those things. Like nine times out of 10 or 99 times out of 100, he's not. And so it's like kind of retrained his mind a little bit to, I don't know, take a step back from the things that he's, worried about or like similar or like what you're saying like things you can't control and realize that ultimately they, they won't matter or shouldn't cause the amount of stress that they are yep no but and that's i mean even sometimes the next day uh you know yeah you get <laughs> in the moment of something and and uh um and so yeah it just those things that you know we, we need to really be spending time in uh, and staying present in the moment are, are those things that, that we have, you know, that's going to directly affect us or, or things that we have direct control over. So. For sure. Anything less, less serious you've been thinking about? Well, <laughs> a, a couple things that actually even go back to, to, to number one or the serious one is my, my wife, uh, we, uh, tonight over dinner, we actually, even, I brought this up that, um, you know, there'd be times that we'll be, you know, watching TV or whatever. It, and she'd tell that I'm deep in thought and she's like, what are you thinking about? And yeah, I can honestly say like, you know, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of turned off. It, it's, you know, I don't know if that's a guy thing or not, but, uh, <laughs> 
uh, you know, there are times even like, driving home from practice, I get home and it's like, how did I get here? I mean, I, I don't remember <laughs> the drive. Um, but um, I've always been a, a space fan and, and I grew up, I wanted to be an astronaut. Um, and, and so uh, there have been several times just driving because again, I've got 45 minute drive that I want that, that George, you know, the Jetsons car that, you know, the flying car <laughs> so I can just go straight, you know, not get stuck in traffic. Uh, but I, 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 I'm not sure that it will be here in my lifetime, but you know, maybe it's maybe down the road sometime. There we go. <laughs> That's a good thought. Uh, well, cool. So we're going to get into your background and running and then talk basically all things coaching. So we'll start from the beginning, like we normally do. How did you get your start in the running? Um, what else were you doing when you were younger? Uh, anything else that you participated in or were passionate about? Sure. Um, I grew up. My my dad um, was a you know he coached you know, little league baseball for like thirty years and stuff, and so you know he was very involved in, in my athletics as a kid and stuff but um i i still remember this day and i i I may have been in fourth grade or so third or fourth fifth grade something like that and our elementary school had a field day and uh my older brother was very athletic and he could sprint and he could do all this stuff and you know I I couldn't do those things, and so <laughs> I went I went home after field day one year, and I was all upset. And, and uh, you know, he he came. I remember this. He came out and just said, uh, you know, maybe you need to look at cross country uh, or, or distance running or whatever. And and so that kind of just I don't know. I mean, it, I like I said, I still remember it. So it hit something deep inside, and uh, from that that time i i you know still you know remember my first cross country official cross country practice in 7th grade um i didn't know any of the other 7th grade kids um and but i knew one of the 8th grade boys and he was pretty good and so the the coach like the first day you know, hey go run around the field like twice or something like that and uh i didn't know anybody else so i i went with my buddy the only guy that i knew and he ended up being one of the best guys on the team. And so um, I did, I always just tried to stay with him, not knowing really what I was doing. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, you know, that, that really got me started. Um, but that year, my seventh grade year, I did cross country. We had cross country in the morning before school and I tried football. Um, it, we had football practice in the afternoon. So I, I did both sports. Uh, and then at the end of the season, my the football coach, um, who was a family friend, you know, kind of came and said, "Hey, maybe you should stick to cross country." <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, all right. <laughs> so I'm getting cut for next year. <laughs> yeah. What position did you play? I have no clue. Something yeah. <laughs> didn't have anything to do with the ball. I'm sure. <laughs> nice. Um, when did you like really feel like it was your sport? Like you were, all right, I'm gonna start taking this seriously. And... Uh, probably in middle school. Um, I was. You know, we we're pretty fortunate. We had a a pretty good middle school team at that point, and uh, our high school team 
um, what was doing really well is also. And so uh, there was a group of us in in that seventh and eighth grade uh, 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 school that that we really got. I think pretty serious about it at that point. And, uh, we did a lot of road races together and winter training together and, and, uh, and, and I just kind of, you know, grew out of that. And, uh, right in that time, I think the high school team got second, second in state. Um, and so we all wanted to be like those high school kids. And, and so, um, we, I, you know, I, I think it really, at that point, we all, this, this whole group, we all knew that we wanted to be, uh, we wanted to be like those guys. Mm, for sure. Um, how was the transition to high school? And then also, what was the Norwell team like when you were there? Yeah, it, it was really close. Um, you know, we were always together. Um you know, it, it, we did everything, you know, kind of together. And so a really good, you know, group of friends and, and, uh, we're, we're still super close. The majority of us, uh, uh, that, that were, you know, kind of went through high school together. Um, you know, I still get calls every now and then when, you know, we, you know, the, the, the kids do something. And, and so, um, it was special. Um, and then, yeah, so it's something that you know, you know, as much as I can, I've tried to replicate, you know, in the coaching, uh, you know, where where either at Norwell or obviously here at Concordia. Um, yeah, how big how big was the team um, when you were there? Oh, ten or twelve. Okay. Um, how big was the school? Uh, I think we had like seven hundred and fifty ish at that point. I think it's probably pretty similar to that now. Um, and so for, for about a 10 year period, uh, the cross country team um, was really good. I mean, we, I think qualified for state most of those years. Uh, the, the, and I think it was in 78, um, they got, uh, the boys team got second. Uh, and then in, I think, would have been like 82 uh when i was a junior we we placed fifth so um we had a couple podium teams in that time um and so but again i think it was it was based on even the guys before us uh in high school that the, the group that got second and that, those guys were super close as well and we just kind of fell into that culture and and, and it was a blessing to to have those other guys in front of us that that built that for us. Yeah, do you think that was a key factor in how much success you guys had? I think so. I I, I think I, I find it hard to 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 believe that, especially in our sport, because our sport's hard, um, and that if it's so much easier when you've got a group when you you've got your your buddies around you your your friends around you encouraging you and 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 picking you up when you're down and, and just having that that culture of 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 love and and respect for each other and 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 maybe a common the common view of 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 wanting to do something i i, I don't know how you would have success as a team without that i i don't know yeah 
Uh, no, I think that's definitely true. Especially, I would imagine for for a smaller school, like if you're, I don't know, if you're not all headed in the same direction, like mm -hmm. a few people going in the opposite direction, can make an outsized difference. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, and I think it, a lot of times, you know, one one apple can you know spoil the the whole thing, and and we're fortunate that that we're all on that same page, and and. Uh, um, you know, so, some great memories from that time, so. This episode is brought to you by Boo. As runners who are out in the sun daily, we need reliable, effective sunscreen. Boo focuses on delivering real results by using FDA-approved ingredients specifically designed to prevent skin aging, even under the most demanding conditions. Their innovative, scientifically proven skincare solutions are designed to work harmoniously with your active lifestyle, ensuring your skin stays youthful, vibrant, and resilient. Indiana Runner podcast listeners can get 10% off their order with code IRPODCAST at checkout. If you're looking for a sunscreen to support your active lifestyle and want to support the podcast, check out Boo today. Yeah. Do you have a favorite moment or favorite accomplishment? Uh, probably being on podium because mm -hmm. uh, it's never something that you know we had really we, – we, we felt that our team was pretty decent back then. Um, uh, but, um, you know, actually getting there and, and looking out at the people, you know, that were standing around and this was way back at South Grove golf course, uh, uh, which a lot different than, than Laverne Gibson's. So, uh, probably not, probably a 10th of the people, uh, went to that meet as compared to today, but it was still a, a really awesome time. Yeah. Where was that meet held? Like where, where was the golf course at? Um, it was in Indianapolis, not far from the speedway. Um, okay. it was kind of between the speedway and downtown. And, uh, I think, um, you know, it was a, a, a complete pancake, <laughs> flat golf course yeah. and uh but you know it's what we had at the time and, and uh and it yeah some good memories and i think maybe the year before we when we were there we stayed at the there's a hotel right next to the speedway and 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 coming from you know you know, our area, you know, being in Indianapolis was something, you know, pretty cool. And, and, you know, being, you know, at by the speedway and I, you know, just lots of good memories from those trips. Yeah, I'm sure. So you'd go on to run for Butler. How did you make the decision to run for Butler? Where else were you considering? And then how was the transition to Butler? Um. Yeah, I, the the coach actually came to our high school uh, to to talk to me and and one of my teammates. We we actually um, both went to Butler together, uh, and so you know th that felt good to have a college coach coming you know to our school to talk to us. Um, and so you know I was you know probably thinking about um, you know other schools in the area, Ball State maybe and. And Southern Indiana, I, uh, one of my other teammates uh, that was a year older than I was, was down at Southern Indiana and uh, but went to Butler on a visit and uh, just it, it felt it felt good. And, and I'm still not real sure how I, I you know, 
um, was accepted academically, but I, I think God <laughs> was sitting on my shoulder during the, uh, the SAT exam or something, but I uh, got in and, and uh, um, you know, overall had a great experience at Butler. Um, you know, running wasn't, um, didn't end up being uh, as uh, fruitful as what I had hoped, but um, you know, we had a lot of injuries through that time, but, um, you know, had, had uh, like the classes I was taking, had a good experience in the classroom and, and, uh, uh, and then, but once I was done at Butler, I was, I was just done, uh, running and I probably didn't run for another, I, I don't know, 10 plus years, um, after that. And, uh, uh so yeah it, it academically and 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 what i do today it was a great choice running wise you know maybe not so much at that time okay the, the coaching was, experience at, at butler is a lot different now than it was uh back uh, in the early 80s yeah um like obviously hindsight's 2020 but like do you think you'd go if you went back would you do something different like would you not run in college or would you go somewhere else or have you thought about that uh, yeah, I, I almost transferred to Southern Indiana because um, they had a really successful program. I forget what division they were at that point. Um, I don't I don't think they were division two, but I yeah, they, but they were very successful, like on a, a national uh, level uh, in their division. And so a couple of times I, I, I thought about transferring. Um, but you know, hindsight, you know, I was never going to do great things running. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I was a I was a solid runner, but uh, yeah, it was certainly uh, much better for me to stay where I was. And yeah, get the degree there, and and uh, and this was long before Butler basketball was anything special. So, uh, but you know, we we still had a good time, and uh, yeah. So once I realized what years you were at Butler it clicked that I think you were there the same time my dad was. Um, oh, now, now you're making me feel old. <laughs> um, do you remember Casey? I think I'm trying to remember what year oh, he graduated. Absolutely. He was a Sigma Chi. Yeah. Or <laughs> Delta Chi. Or no, Delta Chi. Yeah. He was down yeah. with. Yeah. I do. <laughs> Small <laughs> world. Yes. Exactly. I was like trying to, um, I don't know how I found this, but it was like a maybe a, a newspaper, like a Butler newspaper from '87, and there's a picture of like the whole cross country team, and my dad is in the back row, and like you're sitting in the front row. Oh, that's hilarious! Like yes, that? he was with Matt White. Okay, yeah, I believe down at, at a Delta guy. So yeah, small. Yeah, world. that's. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I do remember Casey. <laughs> yeah, he was saying like uh, a college is just like different than than high school. Like you're not, I don't know, necessarily like best friends with everybody on the team. Like he said he knew who you were, but like just it's, it's different in college. Yeah, well, at, at that time, and I'm sure probably still today, um, Butler is, was very Greek, uh, mm. a lot of fraternities, sororities, and um that wasn't me that wasn't something i was really interested in um 
And so I actually lived off campus for the last three years uh, with, with a group of other runners. And, uh, and so, yeah, but, but the, yeah, the cross country team was, uh, was an interesting mix uh, <laughs> of different guys that had, <laughs> had different agendas and different uh, goals. So, uh, but, you know, still again, our, our coach, uh, Stan Lyons, um, was was a great guy funny um you know just you know again lots of good stories with about you know the, those times yeah absolutely it's interesting i feel like that's uh like changed a lot with like greek life like i don't think any like major division one program or maybe a few like let their athletes mm-hmm. do do much outside of running you know yeah like, well I, I always had the the thought that I could uh, turn my running around, uh, but it, you know it, it never happened. And, and uh, but no. So those ten years after after college, where you didn't run, um, like were you just burnt out, or were you still injured, or what contributed to those years? Uh, I think it was just burned out. Um, you know the you know it, it like. You know, it, it's hard, and, and when you don't really have um, a leadership or or, or direction, it, it, it just kind of you know burned me out, and, and and it didn't you know why are we doing this if we're not trying to be the best runners we can be and, and do the best we can do, um, and, and so I I, I I kind of you know was just like. Yeah, th- this is it, and you know it's no fun if you're hurt anyhow. And so let's just not even try it. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, where did life take you outside of running after college? Yeah, um, I stayed in uh, in the Indianapolis area, um, and uh, you know, six or seven years later, I I. Um, had been working for a software company and decided that I wanted to go out on my own, uh, some, some independence there. And, and so, and, and, you know, started my own company in, in 94 and, uh, same company that, that we have running, I, that, that I work with today. And so, um, stayed at, you know, there in Indianapolis in the late nineties, moved up to Zionsville, uh, for, you know, seven or eight years. And then, um, uh, life brought me back uh, home. Uh, I had, uh, twins and, and, uh, yeah, I thought that it might be better to, to move back with family and, and where I had some help <laughs> with the kids. So, uh, but yeah, it, you know, that, that was kind of a whirlwind and, and I really didn't start running until my kids were, were born and, uh, they, my son would ride his bike with me. So, um, yeah, but back then I would actually have to push him up the hills because he couldn't cuddle <laughs> up the hills. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. How seriously did you get back into running? Um, I, uh, well, I was approaching 40 years old. So I, I was looking at that magical uh, master's running uh, <laughs> side of it. And uh, I think... I think I ran a, a a low 17 minute 5k at 40 years old, uh, at Swiss days awesome. in, in Bern. Uh, and, uh, 
And then shortly thereafter, I got hurt and uh, haven't been able to stay healthy since pretty much. So <laughs> that's really impressive, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so how did you get into the coaching world? So, yeah, um, great question. Um, uh, it wasn't by design, but my, my dad had coached, like I said, for a long time. And um, I think there's just something in my blood where I had coached my son's baseball teams and and uh, and stuff. And so uh, when he entered um, sixth grade, uh, he was he was he loved baseball, played a lot of baseball, but he was going to run cross country that year. And so um, he went started going to practices and. I would, you know, sit there and watch. And the coach at the time, he was a um, uh, a super guy, but he was a, a sports reporter for our local newspaper. Um, no running background or anything like that. So he was doing the best he could. But when he found out about that I had run before, he started asking me a lot of questions. And pretty soon he asked, you know, I was writing the workouts and, and, uh, and then the the next year, uh, my son's seventh grade year, I uh, was the the coach for the boys team. Uh, so, uh, wasn't anything that I ever thought I would get into, um, but you know, it, it a door opened, and uh, so thankful for that. Yeah. Did you? Uh, I guess was it love right away? Did you enjoy coaching from oh, the yeah. beginning, or? Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was. Um, you know, it was something that, you know, I, 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 I just immediately just, this is, this is what I need to be doing. And, and so, um, I really jumped into it with, with both feet and, and studied and, and read a lot and did a lot of research on different training methods. And, and, and so, um, throughout the middle school, we, you know, years, uh, seventh and eighth grade when I was coaching, you know, the team got better and better. And, and we went to that middle, the middle school state, whatever they call it. And, uh, and the boys or the boys team won the, the small school division. And, and, you know, it was just fun just, you know, getting back into it and, and sharing my enthusiasm, my lost enthusiasm, but, but still enthusiasm for it. And, and really just giving back, to the sport that had opened up that door to college for me. Um, Cause you know, without running, I mean, I, I pretty much went to Butler so I could run for four more years, uh, you know, out of high school. It wasn't the fact that I wanted to go get a degree. I just wasn't done running. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, but there were a lot of people when I was in middle school and high school, um, that really went out of their way to to invest in in me and, and our team, and so I just looked at it at the time as a way to give back, and uh, and I, I think that sometimes though I, I get more out of it than 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 I'm putting into it just because you know how much how much fun I'm having working with these kids. If you'd like to continue listening to this episode of the podcast, you'll need to subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Indiana Runner. Once you do, you'll get access to all full-length episodes of the interview portion of the podcast, 
In addition to other subscriber-only content, including extra content on race previews and recaps, book club episodes, the ability to ask my guests questions, and much more. Thanks again for listening to and supporting this podcast. I look forward to connecting with you on Patreon.